is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight, and it's always an honor to be in for the great one. We've got a lot to talk about. So let me recap for you tonight where we are with Rittenhouse. So they have they have stopped deliberating for the evening. Going to get nothing new. We now know that the scumbags on the prosecution purposely withheld video that many people believe now should immediately mean there is a mistrial. Some of that video has been shown in court. I'll give you the details on that coming up in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to just remind you of how powerful the scumbag media actually is. Remember early on, Rittenhouse was not innocent until proven guilty, even though we saw video that, to me, showed me he was very much using his firearm in self-defense. Now, I have a unique perspective on all this because I've actually been in a shooting. I was the target of a shooting. It was two people with guns against me. When you have a gun pointed at you, I can say this. You absolutely don't ask questions. You shoot back or you shoot first because when that gun is pointed at you, the intent is to kill you. You don't have time to negotiate with a bullet. You don't have time to negotiate with a person holding the gun. You don't have time to ask stupid questions, which liberals think you do. Like, hey, is that thing loaded? Is there a bullet in the chamber? Are you just trying to scare me? None of that works. When I watched that video, there were people like, well, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. That doesn't mean you don't have the right to protect and defend yourself. There's a lot of people in in this world that aren't in the places they necessarily, quote, should be. It doesn't mean that someone gets to kill you. Doesn't mean someone gets to beat you. Doesn't mean somebody gets to rape you. Imagine if we use that logic against a college girl or a high school girl that's out past curfew, maybe had a few drinks. You go, well, shouldn't have been at that frat party and then you wouldn't have been raped. Can you imagine the outrage from the woke movement, the Me Too movement, the media, the leftists, the feminists, if somebody was stupid enough to say that? It's exactly the same logic they're using with Rittenhouse. Well, he shouldn't have been there in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Doesn't mean that someone gets to murder you. Doesn't mean someone gets to beat you. Doesn't mean someone gets to chase you in a mob. Well, he shouldn't have been there. Again, there are a lot of people that shouldn't be in certain places where things happen. Nothing good happens after midnight. I can hear it over and over again in my head when I was growing up for my parents, right? Don't be places you shouldn't be. But I can promise you this. My dad would never tell me not to protect and defend my life if it's somebody at one of those places that I, quote, shouldn't be draws a gun on me tries to attack me, assault me, kill me, go through the list. But remember, the media's job is to turn Rittenhouse into a white supremacist, a Trump supporter. Don't forget that. They threw that in there early on with no evidence to support it. Doesn't matter. Let's throw that out there. This will be good. Let's say he's a Trump supporter. Let's say that he's an anarchist. Let's say that he's a vigilante. That's my new favorite woke word, vigilante. Dude's out in his community trying to protect the community where he belongs, by the way. 
His father lives in Kenosha. He's a lifeguard in Kenosha. That was left out of the whole thing. He came across state lines. Being born and raised, by the way, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, I could cross two straight lines on a normal day every day. Tennessee and Mississippi and Arkansas. I go to three states, just circle around, and can do it in about 20 minutes. Right there on the border. But, man, doesn't it sound like the guy's a terrible person when you say he crossed state lines? They then said he brought an illegal gun across state lines. That didn't happen. They said he didn't have, he, he wasn't allowed to have that gun. Guess what? The gun charge has been dropped. Why? Because he was allowed to have that gun. Well, he's a white supremacist. He's a Trump supporter. He's a vigilante. He's a domestic terrorist. We decided it because it was at a Black Lives Matter event where they were torching the entire city of Kenosha. Majority businesses burned, by the way, in Kenosha were African-American businesses. But let's, let's overlook that. Let's overlook the fact you have a white dude, by the way, that was trying to protect minority businesses. Yep, got to look past that because we have a narrative. We are the scumbag media. And we convict people of heinous crimes, even if there's video to show the opposite of it, because that's how much power we have. Remember the guy who was standing there in Washington, D.C., wearing a MAGA hat? And there was an Indian that got up in his face and was beating the drum. Remember that? And they said he was he was antagonizing and terrorizing and he was a white supremacist and he was anti-Indian. Remember that guy? Remember that? Remember that? That whole scenario? Yeah. He won a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars because the media slandered him. I hope that Rittenhouse is a billionaire by the time this is all over. Because until people start suing and winning, when the media does what they did to Rittenhouse, nothing will ever change. Because the media and the left, the woke mob in this country, they get to decide who is innocent and who is guilty based on the color of your skin first and foremost. Based on the narrative that they decide is good to sell at that moment, first and foremost. They don't care if this kid burns at the stake. They don't care if he's a sacrificial lamb. They don't even care if he's innocent. Because the narrative was to divide and conquer in this country, right? Tell everybody a white guy when they are 15 is a Trump supporter right before the election. Let's go. Don't forget, this is all about the election. If you weren't paying attention, let me remind you. It was all about the election. When did this happen? Last year in August. Why did they make it into such a big deal? They made it into such a big deal because they wanted to connect this kid and the video of him shooting people to Donald Trump and the MAGA community, the Make America Great terrorists, the bigots, the racists, the homophobes, because all they have to offer this country is name-calling. Prove me wrong. They don't have anything to offer right now with Joe Biden. Look at his approval rating, the lowest it's ever been. Lower, by the way, than at any point in Donald Trump's presidency. And Donald Trump had the media coming after him each and every day. Don't forget that. I'm going to play you the montage of the scumbag media. And every one of these people should be sued for what I'm about to play you. And every single one of them should have to pay up. Because the only way that we're going to correct the media is if we start suing when they get it wrong. A shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse, he murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, a vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse. A guy who's 
deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. Hey, white- by, by the way, I, I just have to go back to the last thing you just heard there. He was radicalized. Let, let, let me just back this up. This is MSNBC, right? NBC News saying this. I'm going to play it right after Joe Scarborough. There is no indication that this dude's a Trump supporter. There's no indication he was radicalized by Donald Trump. In fact, there's no indication he was radicalized by anything. He was in a community trying to protect the community and trying to protect businesses, predominantly African-American businesses, from being burned down. Help clean up that city from what happened the day before, the night before, and the night before that. The idea that he's been radicalized by anything is absurd because he hasn't been radicalized by anything. In fact, if he was radicalized by anything, we would have heard about it from the scumbag prosecutors in the trial. And they didn't even say that anyone tried to radicalize him because there's nothing to back it up. This man deserves to get sued, and so does MSNBC for allowing this on their airwaves. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha, and became a killer. Became a killer. There it is. We've decided we're the media. Somehow this is Donald Trump's fault. I don't know how, but we'll just say it anyway. Does it have to make sense? Nope. Doesn't have to make sense. I was doing my podcast this week about this exact topic and i said i want you to really think about how far we have gone off the reservation and allowed so few to have so much power in the media that they can literally destroy your lives and they can have it where you could lose your life and they can make it where it's impossible for you to get a free and fair trial in many circumstances in america today we have What we are witnessing at the hands of the media right now is no different than what the Taliban does in their judicial system where they decide someone's guilty, they pull them out in the streets, they convict them, they beat them, they flog them. It's exactly what our media does here. We're we're no better than the—I mean this when I say this. The leftist media is no better than the Taliban and their justice system. There, you could even argue there's almost more structure to Sharia law than what there is from what the media will do. It's before the election, though. Let's get a good one-liner in here, right? Let's get a one-liner in here, and let's accuse Kyle Rittenhouse with no evidence of being some sort of Trump supporter, terrorist with an AR-15. So vote for Joe Biden. Killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy. By the way, he didn't drive with a gun across state lines. They lied again. Let's go back to Joe Scarborough, right? Sitting there. And by the way, while Joe Biden is saying what I'm about to play for you, on the, on, on the screen, at the bottom, it actually reads, Biden leads in Wisconsin by eight points. Biden 51, Trump 43. If you don't think they decided to convict Kyle Rittenhouse because of the election, you're, you were not paying attention. This was about winning an election. 
What you are about to hear from Joe Scarborough, literally at the bottom of the screen, it says Biden leads in Wisconsin by eight points. Who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started uh, shooting people up, including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old that went with a weapon into the middle of uh, protests. Uh, and then provoke people and then shot and kill them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy. From- Kyle Rittenhouse the enemy. We've decided we're on the TV. We've got an election to win. Kyle Rittenhouse the enemy. Not the, not the people he shot who were attacking him. Not the people that had extremely long rap sheets. And some of them that were child molesters, convicted. People that had rap sheets a mile long that were psychotic individuals who were out there pointing a gun at him. Loaded. Point blank range. You don't have time to negotiate. I know. This has happened to me. Joe Scarborough is no different than than, than a jury that you would find in the Middle East. Joe Scarborough, MSNBC, these guys are no different than the Taliban's justice system. They're exactly the same thing. They should give each other awards for justice. They convict people based on what they want you to believe and, they, and what they decide is the new law of the land at the moment when they decide it. Hell, you even have prosecutors saying that you lose your right to defend yourself when you bring a gun. That was actually in the trial. Well, if you bring a weapon, you don't have the right to defend yourself. What? You don't have the right to declare self-defense when you pick up a gun. That's what they were trying to sell the American people. From out of state drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots and kills a couple of people, uh, shooting wildly, running. Whoa, 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 shooting wildly? Joe Scarborough, no difference, again, than than the propaganda you get from the Taliban. They were, the the Americans were dropping bombs and they were were shooting wildly and killing innocent people. Didn't happen. We're going to put on TV and we're going to slander America. That's no different than what what, what was just done by, by Joe Scarborough. He must, be, he must have learned a lot from what just happened in Afghanistan. He must have learned a lot from the Taliban and how you walk out there and you claim that America killed a bunch of people shooting wildly when it didn't happen. And you get it on TV and they put it on Al Jazeera and bam, it becomes a truth. And then they recruit people to your side because of it. It's no different than what he's doing here. He's running around shooting people wildly. Uh, if there's anything you know about Kyle Rittenhouse and the videos that we've seen, he wasn't shooting wildly. He was shooting at the people that were trying to kill him and he went two for three. He, he, he actually stopped all three of them. One that's pointing a gun trying to kill him. One that's threatening to kill him. But hey, we have mob justice in America now. Forget a judicial system. Nuh-uh. We get to decide, judge, jury, lock you up, throw you away, ruin your life, have you look over the shoulder, rush your life, because we're the media. These are scumbags, folks. These are the worst people in America, and they're destroying this country all because it was right before an election. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Well, that didn't take long. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. So we got now the blue check marks coming after me on uh, Twitter. On Twitter right now. Uh, because I, the, the, I, Ben Ferguson, compared MSNBC's Joe Scarborough to nothing more than a, a, a Taliban-like PR institution firm. Yes, I said it. When you're a scumbag and you're willing to ruin a 17-year-old's life and you tell people that he is a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, you tell people that he's running around shooting at people wildly, you are no different than the Taliban's media PR person. He must have learned from them what they were doing in in Afghanistan. You walk out there, you decide someone's guilty regardless of what actually the facts are, and then you convict them and you say, off with their head. How is the media in America any different with Rittenhouse? You know, it sucks that we live in a country right now where this media, as tiny as they are, has this much power. It sucks. It also sucks that now we have to literally look at every opportunity we can to sue the media when they get it wrong because they're such scumbags and they're willing to ruin people's lives in the process. But you got to understand why they want to ruin Rittenhouse's life. It's the same reason why they want to ru- ruin Nick Sandman's life, because they needed a villain And right now in America, white men are the villain for the left because they want to divide. That's all they want to do is divide. It's all about division in this country. When you can't run on the economy, you can't run on the issues, you just scream, white man, racist. Why do you think the FBI right now is targeting parents at school board meetings? You white parents, you're evil. I got more to say about that coming up. Ben Ferguson, you can follow me on Twitter. Getter, Facebook, all the fun ones. And grab my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, a proud fanatic for the Constitution. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Always nice to be with you uh, filling in for Mark. And uh, if you're having a tough Wednesday, I want to bring you some joy and happiness this evening. With maybe the greatest headline I've seen in weeks. I'm not even going to read you the story. I'm just going to read for you the headline. Mr. Producer, are you ready for this? Exclusive. Nancy Pelosi... Reportedly seen maskless. Hold on, it gets better. Everybody get excited. Put two hands on the wheel. I don't want you to have a wreck. Maskless at a swingers bar with Representative Yvette Clark breaking the mask mandate. 
Just going to let you guys enjoy that for a moment. Yes, I did say Swingers Bar. You're welcome. I try to bring good news and bring people together, even if it involves a Swingers Bar and Nancy Pelosi. That's what I'm willing to do for you guys on a Wednesday. You're welcome. All right, I want to get back to the media here. Why do reporting... Uh, why, why, do, why does the media report news that they know is a lie? Because they have an agenda. Why was Kyle Rittenhouse the worst person in the world? Why did they do what they did to Nick Sandman? They did it because they need a villain. And white people are public enemy number one. How do they keep their jobs when they get it so wrong? Because they're all in on it together. Every one of them is in on it together. Now, remember, they wanted to destroy Salmon's life, and they didn't even care if they were got it wrong. They, they actually, I think, I, I would argue they knew they got it wrong. They didn't care. And the reason why is because it was everything to indict Donald Trump. Trumpism. This kid had to be a Trump guy. He's MAGA. He's the white racist supremacist. You can't vote for Donald Trump. We got an election in a couple months. We need to get Joe Biden in the White House, even if he's, he doesn't even know his own name. Because Donald Trump is evil and we found a random dude that we can say, let's connect him. Looks good to me. Scary white dude with an AR-15. Let's burn him in hell. On TV every night with no facts. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck. Shoots and kills a couple of people. Uh, shooting wildly. Right. I, I love the shooting wildly part. He, he he belonged in Kenosha because he worked in Kenosha as a lifeguard. His dad lived in Kenosha, but he drew. He, they, he, I mean, they make it sound like you, you remember. Now, there is crazy. All right. I want to understand. I want people to understand. Let's give an example of someone crazy driving across state lines. Remember the girl connected to NASA that was driving wearing an adult diaper. Now, that's crazy. OK, that's driving across state lines like I can get behind that one. This dude works in Kenosha, lifeguard in Kenosha, dad lives in Kenosha, gun didn't travel travel across state lines in Kenosha. You got it all wrong. Doesn't matter. Donald Trump sucks. And this guy's going to be the guy we indict with Donald Trump. Running around uh, acting like uh, rent-a-cop. Drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go and shoot people. What a dark, uh, dystopian scene where a 17-year-old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and and gunning down protesters. Yes. All right, so all that that I just played for you didn't work. Didn't work, folks. So now what do you do, right? Well, if you're the media, you need a new villain, don't you? Who's the new villain that you need? Well, if you can't indict Rittenhouse anymore, and you can't say he's a terrorist anymore because he's not, well, then naturally we got to move on to the judge. There's your new villain. Now oh, we got a white judge. We got a white judge that loves America. We got a white judge that has a ringtone connected to loving America, the same country that he swore to defend the Constitution. Well, now it's the judge's fault. We got we got racism in the court system, folks. Everything's stacked against you. And as a black man on TV, I'm going to be angry about this, even though it was actually white people that got shot and a white dude that shot somebody. Oh, it gets better. Listen. I don't see how anybody can say that this judge is not biased and is not leaning in a certain direction. I think that the behavior of the judge in totality 
is the problem. This judge is an absolute joke. He's been a joke from the very beginning. Clearly, this guy has biases that are affecting the administration of this case. I completely agree from my observation that the judge is entirely biased. The judge is making it pretty much impossible for the jury to actually consider all the facts and come up with a, um, a verdict where justice will be served. You've tweeted and talked about the fact that the judge is racist and you think that impacts how he is managing this trial. He has made a series of decisions. Each one perhaps may be individually defensible. By the, by the way, I love this. Everyone talking that you've heard virtually, everybody's black. Because this case has to be connected to racism, even though there was no African-Americans involved in the actual case. Because it was a Antifa Black Lives Matter rally slash burn down the city slash anarchy slash arsonists. Destroy personal property, destroy African-American businesses, destroy a city. So let's get all the black people on TV to yell at the white guy who shot other white guys. You can't make it up but in totality lead to the impression of a biased, racist judge. How is the judge racist towards a white guy that shot white people? Can anyone explain that to me? Because everybody's yelling, racist, racist, racist. The dude's white. The people he shot were white. The judge is white. How can you be a racist judge in that scenario? It doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you what does make sense, the media. Race sells. Hell, if you ask, I bet you if you did a poll of the average American right now, they would actually think that Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black people. He didn't kill three black people. He shot and killed two white people and shot a third white person who had a gun pointed at his head at point blank range. But we've already turned this case into he's a white supremacist that like Donald Trump with an AK-47. He's a he's a domestic terrorist. He's a vigilante. He's an anarchist. And we've already connected to race because that's what we did months ago in August when we needed there to be a racial divide in America. And that's all we can run on and that's all we can win on is the Democratic Party. And the media said, we got to stick with the narrative this week. This judge is racist. He's racist towards a white defendant and he's racist towards the three white people that the man shot in self-defense. That is racism in America by these woke idiots on TV. But in totality lead to the impression of a biased racist judge with his trump rally cell phone um uh that is trying to get rittenhouse uh, a walk uh, again it's a white guy that shot white people i can say that because i'm a white guy how is this judge racist in a court case only involving white people it's impossible to be racist as a judge in a court case that is a revolving around only white people. This judge is racist. He's got a racist Trump ringtone. There's a song that's about America and blessing America. God bless America. It's a, it's a song about what makes America great. Well, that's not racist. Don't you know that, Ben? You can't love America. You can't think America's great. America's the biggest scumbag country in the world. America should be ripped to shreds and we should turn it into a socialist communist nation. That's what they're really saying. That's exactly what they're saying. And all these black people on TV screaming at white judges and white shooters and white <laughs> criminals. 
You you really need, this is when you need to understand. Sometimes you need to just shut up and stop playing the race card. But this is all they have. This is it, folks. They have nothing to offer but racism, division in America. There are no such things as facts anymore for the media. It is a narrative. The only reason Rittenhouse will walk is because the judge sucks and he's a racist. How is he racist towards white people? Involved in a case with white people. I mean, if you want to claim there's victims in this case, the victims are white. And if you want to say that there's villains in this case, the villains are white. I don't care which side you decide to point the finger at. But everybody's white. God bless the USA ringtone. Yes, God bless the USA ringtone. God bless the USA ringtone is racist, folks. Don Lemon said so on TV. The Trump rally theme song. It appears that this judge is auditioning for the cameras and looking for his next gig on Fox News. He sounds like he's watched too much Bill O'Reilly. I mean, he's acting like Archie Bunker in there. When the judge asked the entire room if there are any veterans here, and demands that the entire room clap for a veteran. And the one veteran in the room happens to be the expert witness coming forth to testify on behalf of Kyle Rittenhouse. That's an example of a pretty biased uh, courtroom. How the- uh, By the way, I love this. It's Veterans Day. You got a judge who's doing this court case around Veterans Day and wants to honor the veterans in the room. And now that means he's a racist, biased judge. Guy talked about the lunch order. I don't get it. The I, Asian I, joke? I, I don't get it. I don't know that he even made an Asian joke. Well, he... I know that I'm not allowed to judge it because I'm not Asian. The judge has had so many moments in this case that bring into question his own biases. Whether it's the ringtone, whether it's the Asian statement, whether it's the applause. I didn't mention the applause for a defense witness because he's a veteran. He wasn't a defense witness at the moment he was saying, are there any veterans in the room? You idiots. But hey, this is our media. This is what they've got to offer in America today. This is it. He was a veteran. Those things really yeah. impact people's feeling that, that this is a courtroom that we can have trust in. This guy, maybe, you know, legally he's right about things. I've been listening to the legal folks, but certainly his demeanor, the way he speaks to the prosecution, the way he looks at Kyle Rittenhouse like he's his grandson. That's my favorite line. Maybe he's right on the legal part, but, but the way he's acting is wrong. Because it hurts my feelings. Like, I, I know I'm listening to the legal experts, and they're telling me that he's probably right. Right? I, I mean, Don is like, well, I mean, I know he, the law says he's right, but but, he, but, he, but still, I think he looks at Rittenhouse like he's his grandson. That's your argument? What do you, so let me get this straight. What do you want to be in the courtroom if you listen to the media and what I just played for you in this montage? Because they've already burned Rittenhouse to the ground. That didn't work. So now they've got to move on to the judge. They got to burn him to the ground, and if that doesn't work, then what's left? I guess only African American judges in America. No white judges allowed. No God bless America allowed. No pride in America allowed. If you actually take a step back and think about it, that's exactly how you get communism, folks. Maybe you know legally he's right about things. I've been listening to the legal folks, but I love this. Maybe, maybe I mean, look, maybe the judge is legally right, but it hurts my feelings. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the judge because he hurts my feelings. He's telling the things I don't want to hear. I wanted to believe that this guy liked Trump. I wanted to believe the Rittenhouse killed a bunch of people. I wanted to believe that he wasn't acting in self-defense. I wanted to believe that no one was attacking him. I wanted to believe that the people shot were black, even though they were white. And I want to believe that this judge is racist because the only thing we have to offer in America today is total division. Certainly his demeanor, the way he speaks to the prosecution... The way he looks at Kyle Rittenhouse like he's his grandson. 
I mean, come on, America. Come on, America. You need to jump on board convicting people immediately when we tell you what they did was wrong because we decided that what they did was somehow wrong. We need you to come on, America. Focus, America. Get on board, America. We need you to convict people, America. When we tell you that someone needs to burn at the stake, whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse or whether it's Nick Sandman, the Covington kid, we need you to do this. That's just how it needs to go. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll get your phone calls. You can tweet at me on Twitter, Getter, Parlor. I'm on them all. Telegram. And you can listen to my podcast I do every day. It's the Ben Ferguson podcast. Much more coming up. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Nice to be with you tonight. And if you just joined us, uh, we are talking about the Rittenhouse trial. You know, the Associated Press also, who's supposed to be totally unbiased, uh, is shocked that the judge was willing to defend Kyle Rittenhouse during the murder trial. They said it's unfair. The judge acted partially towards Rittenhouse, even though in America the defendant is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. You may even ask the question, what makes a fair trial now? I mean, Rittenhouse was slandered by the entire media, said he was a white supremacist. That never even came up in the trial. You want to know why? Because they didn't have any evidence to show he was. The defense, and they were scumbags. How scumbag were they? They they literally tried to imply that Rittenhouse was guilty because he remained silent when he was questioned by police. When you get arrested for anything, they tell you this is how important it is. You have the right to remain silent. That's how important it is in American judicial system. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. They're literally reminding you to shut up until you get a lawyer, which is exactly what Kyle Rittenhouse did. And then they try to look at the jury and say, well, a guilty man doesn't talk and an innocent man would. There's a lot of people, by the way, that believe Rittenhouse shouldn't have even taken the stand. I'm glad he did. If I was Rittenhouse, I would have done the same thing. Because the rest of your life, your entire life is at stake right now. And everybody involved in the prosecution is not looking at the facts. If I was him, I'd want to talk directly to that jury, too. The gun charge against Rittenhouse also dropped. You want to know why? Because he didn't break a law. But if you listen to the media, (laughs) they didn't want a fair trial. This guy was no different than a school shooter, a mass murderer, indiscriminately walking around and shooting people. That is what they said. Walking around randomly shooting people as they were running away from him. Never happened. Shooting randomly. That's what Scarborough said. Didn't happen. Our hope is that the court system and our judges, while human, will uphold the role role of neutral arbiters so that everybody gets a fair trial, the defendant and the people, and we can arrive at a decision that we can all agree on was legitimate, 
That's what a former federal prosecutor who teaches at the University of Washington Law School said according to the AP. In other words, this, this judge is terrible. If nothing else, the discussion about the judge's conduct has underlined the importance of how the judicial system is perceived, especially in a high-profile case where the outcome can exacerbate social tensions around issues like race, guns, protests, vigilantes, and law and order, the author wrote in the article for the Associated Press, which is supposed to be non-biased. You know the part about this that really makes me angry? The judge did follow the letter of the law. It's the woke mob that doesn't like it. They don't like the fact the judge isn't willing to convict somebody. The moment the judge decides to open the trial, the Associated Press puts out a tweet. What makes a fair trial? Question mark. As Kyle Rittenhouse's trial unfolds, some observers have been stuck by the judge's apparent defense to the defendant. Really? That's the Associated Press. Never trust the media, folks. They suck. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Greetings, my friends. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. It's really an honor to be with you wherever you are around the country. I was taking a moment during the break, and I was going back, and I was just kind of looking at some of the things that were said by the media against Rittenhouse. And the reason why it was against Kyle Rittenhouse, because it was against Donald Trump and Trump supporters. And the reason why they want him to be convicted is because they need to push a narrative that every person that is a conservative in this country is a domestic terrorist. You know, you look at what just happened recently with the FBI, and we're going to get into this coming up in a moment in, in, in much more detail as there's a whistleblower that's come out saying that the FBI is absolutely categorizing, cataloging, and following, and spying on parents who've just shown up to talk about their school board and the decisions their school board members are making. They've now turned you into the same thing as Al-Qaeda. I talked earlier today with U.S. Congressman Jim Jordan, and we were doing a a sit-down for for my podcast, and he was the one that was alerted from this whistleblower in the deep state. And the whistleblower is now claiming that the Attorney General flat-out lied directly to Congress, lied to them about how they're treating parents that are showing up and speaking their minds— not always in a kumbaya manner to these dictators and tyrants, these psychopaths on these school boards that believe it's their job to indoctrinate your child. Not, not, not teach them running, running, and arithmetic, but actually indoctrinate your children. There is a Ponzi scheme, by the way, and I'm going to deal with this later, but I just want to mention it real quick. It's happening in our schools right now. We have gotten word that there are millions of children, quite possibly grades, who have been changed to socially promote them because the grades last year and this year are so horrific because of the distance learning that the public schools did, the private schools didn't do. 
and that there were so many children that were going to fail, literally hundreds of thousands all over the country, that they were that they changed all the kids' grades just to socially promote them. It's one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, and it deals with children and the lack of education that we're sending them out into the world with. Recently, I had somebody contact me, and they wanted me to understand just how bad things are in our public school systems. There was a kid who they hired at a high school who was the Valley Victorian of their class at a, quote, good, above-average performance high school in a town in America. The kid was incredibly articulate and sharp, and they were really excited to hire him. But they realized the kid was having some problems with communication via email and communication and writing skills. And the kid wasn't being lazy. The kid wasn't not trying. He wasn't applying himself. It wasn't like he wasn't applying himself. And so the owners of the company decided to have him tested. He came back at a fourth grade writing level. How the hell does a kid in our public school systems in America today come back with a fourth grade reading level, writing level, I should say, and graduate valedictorian of his class at a above average public high school in America. How does that happen? I can tell you exactly how it happens. It's called a Ponzi scheme. They're not, they're not, they don't give a crap about educating your kids. They care about indoctrinating your children. The school board threat tag that's been put out there and this whistleblower is now claiming that the FBI is tracking parents for what they have decided is harassment. You showing up, having a sign, holding it up, that is harassment. That's what we are up against in this country right now. It's what's happening in real life in America today. The kids aren't being educated, they're being indoctrinated. If you show up and demand your kids educated instead of being indoctrinated by the woke left of these schools, they will then put you on a terrorist watch list, the same type of terrorist watch list that Osama bin Laden was put on, that the top members of ISIS and Al-Qaeda are on. Al-Shabaab and others are on the same list that a parent that holds up a sign questioning the school board and what they're doing. But please, whatever you do, just kind of, you know, look the other way. I want to go back to the violence in America with Kyle Rittenhouse for a moment. You know, they needed Kyle Rittenhouse to be the epitome of everything that's wrong with a Trump supporter, even though they didn't know if he was or wasn't a Trump supporter. They had a white kid with a gun who shot people. They wanted to imply that he shot black people at a Black Lives Matter rally, even though it was white people he shot. And they want America to be so fearful of people that are conservative, people that voted for Donald Trump, that you would run away from that because you're afraid that they're going to come kill you. January the 6th was another example of this, the fake insurrection. No guns were used by the protesters. What they did was wrong. I want to make that clear. So that's since day one. But it was not an actual insurrection. What you saw in Afghanistan was an insurrection, by the way, when the Taliban took over the entire country using guns. Right. Killing people, dragging them down the street, hanging them. That's a real insurrection, taking over the, you know, America and our bases and everything that we left behind. Having military parades with our equipment. That's an actual real insurrection. What happened to the Capitol wasn't. But they want you to believe that everybody that's a Trump supporter supported the people on January the 6th. Now, I've got something I want to play for you. It's all Democrats. I'm going to play for you. 
all Democrats actually calling for violence. And members of the media that we have put together cheering on the violent left every step of the way. This has been going on now since Barack Obama was in the White House. If you think Republicans are the threat to America, you're not paying attention. We don't burn down cities. That's Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's where they get their money from, from the left. Where do they get their money from? They get their money from people like the Vice President of the United States of America that raises money to bail people out of jail when they're arrested in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Black Lives Matter, which is run by Democrats, are the people that chant death to America. They're the people that chant, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? They're the people that are against law and order. They're actually in favor of setting up third world countries in America. City of Chaz and Chop. They're in favor of killing innocent people. They're in favor of an actual race war. And if you don't think that we got to the point where they're burning cities for an entire year and a half, where everybody looked the other way in the media, going, well, it's justifiable to want to burn things down. If you don't think this started long before this election cycle in 2020 that we had, you, you weren't paying attention. This started when Obama was president, folks. And I have the audio of the liberal media and Democratic leaders to prove it. I hope every one of you will listen to this and tell your friends to listen to it later. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of them. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Don't worry, folks. It's the Republicans that are the problem. Everyone that I just played for you, 
every single one of those leaders at the highest level of our government saying what they just said, and every one of those members of the media cheering on the violent left every step of the way. You got to punch him in the face. Wilson. So this is a political commentator on TV. Part of the Lincoln Project saying they're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Somebody did a play and on TV they're like, look at his character referring to Donald Trump being stabbed to death. Another one. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Madonna. Madonna, the singer, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Anybody investigate her? Of course not. No, because remember, you're supposed to be afraid of the Republicans. Democrats, we may be the ones burning down the cities. We may be the ones calling for violence for years and anarchy for years, and people start doing it, and then we try to tell you it's your fault. You're the Republicans. You're the scary enemy. Prove me wrong in anything I just I just said. I dare you. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can tweet at me on Twitter, Getter, Parlor, and I do a podcast. I'd love for you to listen. It's the Ben Ferguson podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. when you guys interact with me on social media and uh, somebody just uh, sent a message on Instagram. I got to read this one to you. Ben, you're wrong. The media did not get anything wrong in the Rittenhouse trial. You're just defending a white supremacist. I dare you to prove to me, (laughs) insert, get ready to get your AWS kicked. I dare you to prove to me anything that the media said about Kyle Rittenhouse that was untrue. Okay. Let's start. You ready? Claim number one. I'm going to give you four of the best claims. Number one claim that the media said over and over again, I played it for you earlier, was that Rittenhouse crossed the state lines with his gun to go to Kenosha and the protests. What do we find out in the jury trial that has been agreed upon by both sides? The gun was kept in Kenosha. He did not take it across state lines. That's what you call a lie. Let me just kick you in the tail again. The claim by the media was this. Rittenhouse has few or no ties to Kenosha. How dare he drive across state lines? You know what's funny? The guy whose arm he, quote, vaporized, I'm quoting the guy whose arm got vaporized, who was trying to kill him, he actually drove twice as far to Kenosha but didn't cross state line. Anyone want to talk about that? No, of course not. Also, he is a felon, convicted felon, wasn't allowed to have that gun. Apparently, none of the liberals care about that. I mean, why is everybody freaking out over Gage? The guy's got an illegal firearm. He's a convicted felon, felony burglary, pro- probation violation, illegal weapon. Then he assaults somebody with an illegal weapon. And what happens? Kyle Rittenhouse shoots him in the arm. No one wants to talk about that. Nope. Back to the claim. Rittenhouse has fewer no ties to Kenosha. Rittenhouse was, this is a fact from the testimony in the trial. He was a lifeguard in Kenosha, Wisconsin at the time. And his father lived there. Yeah, that's me kicking your AWS again. Here's another one for you. The media's claim that Rittenhouse was an outsider and did not understand law enforcement. 
right? This guy's a vigilante. This guy's an anarchist. This guy's a rent-a-cop. This guy's, you know, some sort of anarchist. Vigilante is a new woke word for racist, right? You, they're in a, you, you, you put the two together, they work, right? What's the truth? Rittenhouse was a police explorer for the Graysdale Police Department. He was a cadet of the fire department. And he was a certified lifeguard. But yes, please, keep keep slandering the guy, right? Keep lying about him. I just kicked your AWS again. Let me give you the fourth one. You're welcome. Rittenhouse shot people as they ran away. Nope. Prosecution witness confirmed that Rittenhouse shot, a, shot him when a pistol was pointed at Rittenhouse's face. That would be that gauge, Gross Cruzquez, whatever the hell his last name is. Yes, there you go. Don't send me crap on social media. That that's stupid and think I'm not going to back it up. Joseph Rosenbaum, by the way, convicted felon, sex offender, level three offender, failure to, re- to, re- uh, to maintain registered sex offender status. Why was he killed? Because he was trying to kill Rittenhouse. Anthony Huber, convicted felon, assault and battery, domestic abuse, false imprisonment, illegal weapon. Why was he shot? Because he was trying to kill Rittenhouse. Those are the attackers of Rittenhouse. Man. But remember, Rittenhouse is a racist, killed three, he killed two white people, shot another one. He's a racist, judge is racist, everything's racist, everything's racist, even though all the, the only people involved are actually white people. That's the best part of all this. one 381 Let me get to some of your phone calls now. Miss Producer, where do you want me to go first? Let's go to, let me go to Greg. Welcome. You are on the Marco Vin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Hello, sir. It's very nice to speak with you. Um, what I wanted to talk about was the fact that I'm a 52-year-old white guy. I'm an HVAC technician. Okay, I fix people's air conditioners. I've been doing it all my life. Um, and I've worked with all kinds of people of color, Hispanics, African-American, whatever you want. Lately, because of the Democratic Party's issues over the last maybe year or so, I have been noticing just resentment um, from people that I never used to see it before. We all used to work together. We're all trying to make money. And the Democrats' party... Greg, you're explaining exactly what I've been saying tonight. Their only thing they have left is to divide this country based on race and to try to conquer based on division and race. In fact, I'm going to connect to the COVID-19 vaccine mandates and the holidays. Coming up next, Ben Ferguson filling in for a great one. Marshall Van Wilkerson. Levin, a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It's nice to have you with us tonight. And if you just joined us, we are chatting right now about the Democrats' plan to divide this country solely based on the issue of race. The media is playing the race card in the Rittenhouse case as it falls apart because they want you to believe that he is some sort of vigilante that was out there trying to kill black people when, in fact, the only people involved in the case are white. They now want you to believe the judge is a racist. 
in a case where it's only dealing with white people. Because this is what we got to do in America. We got to tell you that everybody's racist, no matter what. We got to tell you that everybody is a racist. That's our only option, folks. If you don't, if, if we can't beat you, right, if we, if we cannot beat you, then this is our option. This is it. It's all we got. Can you run on the economy? Hell no. You can't run on the economy right now. There's no way to run on the economy right now. Can you run on inflation? Can you run on protecting and defending American interests around the world? Nope. Can't do that either. But what you can do is divide. Same thing that's happening with COVID-19 right now. New poll out, and I want you to think about how messed up this is. There is an actual poll out right now, and this is exactly why vaccine mandates are so important to the Democratic Party. 60% keyword of vaccinated individual, which I would assume would be the majority of the 60% of the left, woke, liberal socialists. 60% of vaccinated individuals say they are banning their own family members from seasonal seasonal festivities, meaning Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's right. The vaccinated are banning the unvaccinated relatives from holiday gatherings. I can't even describe how sad this is, that we are living in a country where 60% of the people that are vaccinated are saying, I am banning my own family members from hanging out with me during Christmas and Thanksgiving. You're not welcome until you get the jab. And that's exactly what the Democrats wanted to happen here. They wanted to turn us into two different sets of classes of people. You know, you look at the newest public enemy in America. Recently, the newest public enemy, the evil person. I mean, evil, 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 evil. Spawn of Satan was who? A football player named Aaron Rodgers. For defying the COVID group think. You put everybody in the corner, tell them you can't make a living. You put everybody in the corner, you tell them you must do something. You put a gun to their head and Aaron Rodgers says no. They figure out a way to coexist without him having to bow down to the group think psychotic left. And then what do they do on TV? They chastise him and try to humiliate him. They try to turn us into two different groups of people in this country, the have and the have-nots, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, the people that in society are accepted and those who are not accepted. Reminds me a lot of something that was going on during World War II. I didn't even believe Aaron Rodgers did this, Skip. I have, so, I have lost so much respect. I'm ashamed of him right now. I think we're seeing a very different side of Aaron Rodgers, and I think we're seeing a side of Aaron Rodgers that people are really, really disgusted by. By, by the way, if you are ashamed of somebody because they didn't get vaccinated... You're an a-hole. Can I say that, Mr. Producer? It, it, I, dump it if you need to, but it's the truth. If you're, if you are, if you are personally hurt, as these these commentators of sports, they may they take themselves too seriously. By the way, I, I like some of these guys, some of these commentators. I really do. I like some of them. They're entertaining, but but don't don't act like you're Jesus. You know, when you, when you, Warren Sapp's out there, man, I'm just so disappointed. I don't give a crap. 
When these other people out there are like, he's, I've lost all respect. Like, well, you're an a-hole then. Steve Aaron Rodgers did this, Skip. I have, so, I have lost so much respect. I'm when, when, by the way, when was the last time one of these guys said the same thing about one of these guys in the NFL that beats his girlfriend, drags her out, sucker punches in the elevator, and drags her out in a casino floor? Did, have you heard the outrage that you're hearing right now? The next time a NBA football player or an NFL football player, I should say, an NBA basketball player or a pro athlete, I don't care if they're white or black, beats the living crap out of a girlfriend or a wife, I want to make sure that all of these guys, like Stephen A. Smith, are out there saying the same damn thing they're saying about Aaron Rodgers, and they won't be. You want to know why? Because this is about the mob. ashamed of him right now. I'm ashamed of him. I'm ashamed of him. Have you ever said the same things about somebody beat the hell out of their girlfriend? Or their wife? Or went out there and killed somebody drunk driving? In fact, there was a player in the NFL, wasn't it last week, Mr. Producer, that killed somebody driving drunk, and none of these commentators were having this much to say about that dude. I think we're seeing a very different side of Aaron Rodgers, and I think we're seeing a side of Aaron Rodgers that people are really, really disgusted by. I'm making this. By the way, I'm not disgusted by Aaron Rodgers. I want to go play catch with a dude and give him a hug. I want to be Aaron Rodgers' friend. Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening right now, let's hang out. Come to my barbecue restaurant. Let's, let's, let's eat some barbecue and shoot some guns at my gun range. I don't know if you play golf, but hell, let's play some golf. Guys like you and I, we can get along because I'm not like these other people. I'd be friends with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is a total bad A. Decision that's based on what's best for me and my own health. And for me, it was a no-brainer. He literally is sitting home because he might kill someone. First, he, he endangers people's lives. Then he doesn't take responsibility and makes up some story. By, by the way, I love this. Joy Behar, you know, when was the last time she did a segment about a football player driving drunk and killing somebody? Then he blames the woke crowd. He, he should speak at the Republican convention. The problem with this is it is so political. And health should not be political. He gave this interview on Friday that was just... It was just so damaging, uh, promoting conspiracy theories, attacking the cancel culture. What, what, what was a conspiracy theory? I'm just curious. That he thought he should make the right decision for him and his family? That now means you're part of a conspiracy theory? This guy on MSNBC, you're an a-hole. Culture and the woke mob, you know, saying how Joe Rogan was his expert analysis. While he says he talks to Harvard MDs about stuff, it was Joe Rogan that really guided him. He took stuff that is for horses. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. By the way, it's not its primary use. Primary use, you idiots, is in humans. Got a Nobel Peace Prize. You want to know why they're obsessed with destroying anybody else's ideas on how to treat COVID-19? Let me just give you the new headline today. New headline today about this. Again, just, just want to throw it out there. They're making like millions of dollars an hour off of this stuff just just so you know millions of dollars off of these vaccines just 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 so you know this is what's happening just so you know the amount of money that they're making is undeniable that there are people out there that will do everything that they can possibly do to make sure 
that nothing else gets in the way of their vaccine. It's vaccine only. Why do you think the Biden administration is planning an imminent booster expansion for all adults where you could lose your vaccine status in this country? If you don't do what they tell you to do when they tell you to do it, there's a reason why, folks. Pay attention. You want to know how big the profits are? Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna now making a $1,000 profit every second. You can't talk about ivermectin because there's $65,000 every minute of every day that's being made in profits from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Combined profits of 65000 every minute of every day with their highly successful COVID-19 vaccines. Ivermectin, got to be a horse to warmer, can't be used on humans. Got to shut that one down. Why do you think they went after hydroxychloroquine so much? Two reasons. Donald Trump mentioned it. Must be the worst thing in the world. Two, we can't get in the way of what we want to sell you. By the way, I got the vaccine. I'm not anti-vax. I'll tell you why I got the vaccine. My dad got COVID last year when there wasn't a vaccine. Almost died. Went in the hospital for weeks on end. Was on, was on auction for months on end. I have asthma. I made a personal decision with my doctors that I trust, and I decided to get the vaccine. And that doesn't mean anybody should force me to do it, and it doesn't mean any of you should go get it. Goes back to personal choice. But this media going to war against Aaron Rodgers, a football player? Come on, man. Come on, guys. You want me to take you seriously? You guys don't go after football players that kill people. Come on, man. Embarrassment was going to begin as soon as he pointed out Joe Rogan as one of his touchstones of his critical thinking. I'm going to critically think about what's best for my own health. I'm not judging anybody else. What we've got today with this interview is a public figure spreading misinformation. Aaron Rodgers is comfortable sitting down for 50 minutes and spewing verbal diarrhea that we can all react to. It is a devastating prospect, uh, the ramifications of what this guy is doing and what he's saying. He sounds like a crackpot. Sounds like a crackpot. Let's discredit him at all costs because we're the experts, even though none of us speaking right now are actually doctors. Because we've decided to regurgitate what we have decided is the truth and everybody else and what they believe or say must be crackpot stuff. It's how you divide America and how you win elections. It's all the Democratic Party has to offer. If there's anything I've learned through this COVID and these mandates, it's this. I'm making friends, folks. Aaron Rodgers, we'd be friends. Joe Rogan, we'd be friends. I'm finding out people that I like that I just, by the way, I'm vaccinated and I like these people. Because I believe that freedom actually means having the freedom to choose what's best for you and your family. Not having, uh, uh, you know, a dictator like Joe Biden and the tyrants of his administration telling me what I have to put in my body. It doesn't work that way for me. And when you have a woke mob media going after Aaron Rodgers the same way that they're going after Kyle Rittenhouse, you got to step back and go, why are they doing it, folks? Because they're trying to divide us into two different groups of people in America. Those that have privileges and and freedom based on what you do that they tell you have to do. And those who are going to be silenced and shut down in society and that are not welcome. Talked about exercise, a healthy diet, like eating real food, drinking water, taking vitamins, vitamin D deficiency and, and what that causes in the body. No. There hasn't been any of that. I think that was a rant. Um, 
that went off the rails several times, uh, divorced from reality at, at almost every turn. You came across as a national embarrassment. Do you think Aaron Rodgers set the dumb jock stereotype back? I'm going to have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. For him to perpetuate that, um, I guess it just shows us that he doesn't care. I'm an athlete, I'm not an activist. So I'm gonna get back to doing what I do best. And that's and that's playing ball. Oh no, not anymore. They're, they're gonna be rooting for you, my friend. They're gonna be rooting for you to fail. They want you to go it out as a national embarrassment. You're, you're, you're hurting American. People are gonna die because of you and we're gonna prove it. That's what they're saying. You just set a jo- you just set athletes back centuries as dumb jocks. We're gonna lay it all at your feet, not because a bunch of idiots out there that actually do stupid things that are athletes every day. No, they've never done anything to put the dumb jock mentality out there. No, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault now. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I'd love to keep up with you on my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Do that every day. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. It is Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Nice to have you with us tonight. I had a little audio drop there, making sure I still had you guys. And I want to get straight to your phone calls. one 381 3811 And if you just join us, we are talking right now about the great divide in this country. Democrats have two plans right now. These Democrats have a long history of inciting division, inciting violence, and using race to divide this country. Now they're doing it with vaccines. Trying to turn us into two different countries. Trying to give you your rights only if you do what they tell you to do. Let me get to your phone calls. I'm going to go to Rob in Cleveland. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. How are you today? Good, sir. How Thanks are you? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Absolutely. I'm good. So... I was talking about a few things before, and then you kind of brought up the Aaron Rodgers thing, and I just want you to be aware you technically are fake news right now. And before you hang up or get mad, you keep telling people that everyone's getting mad at Aaron Rodgers for getting not getting the vaccine, correct? I think it's yes. a two-part. I said it earlier. I said people were angry because they wanted to force him in the corner. And he decided to not Uh do it and went along with it by saying, okay, fine, or implying that he was vaccinated when he really wasn't because he felt like he had no choice. I said at the very beginning. Right. So, well, you just went on a rant for 10 minutes and not once said. Actually, it wasn't 10 minutes. Hold on, hold on. If we're going to talk about being honest, then let's be honest. The last segment with Um, Aaron Rodgers was four minutes and 37 seconds. So it wasn't 10 minutes. So you're wrong. Okay, so four minutes. So, so not even half as much you as you claimed I was ranting bit. about something. I was ranting about something. So you instantly lose credibility with me when you start preaching. you got to tell the truth when you immediately lie to me about how long I talked about it. Okay, okay. All right, you, you got me there. But you did lie about saying he didn't get the vaccine, not because he lied about the whole thing and put people at risk. 
you have to be a little bit more responsible. If you're going to call out fake news, that's technically fake news. And you kind of shielded even before then about that. But that's not why I was calling. I just wanted to make sure before you get all angry and act like a snowflake. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's okay deal with that. Wrong. Let's deal with that. So you're saying that your issue with my reaction, if I'm hearing this correctly, okay, I want to make sure I get this. Yep. You're angry yep. with me playing the media, attacking a football player with more venom than they do actual football players that kill people and beat people. You don't know that because... I, I, you, go that's, find that's me tapes. Go find me tapes from last week. Let's use last that's, week as a perfect I'll, example. I'll absolutely do it. There's tons okay. of it about last, the guy who on, uh, on, crashed listen, listen to the... me. Listen to me. Last week, you had a football player that went out and killed, killed people... In a drunk driving yep. accident, and and you will not find and where, where do you want me to the media the attention from ESPN me? for any of this. That is a fact. Why? Because that doesn't fit the narrative they want to talk about. That's your feeling. You don't know because I'll send you the links. The link. There's tons of articles and people discussing how terrible it is and how irresponsible it is. But you're only seeing one. Okay, just I, like I, wait, wait, I'll just... tell you. Hold on. In those links, Rob. And I'll hold you over because I'm not afraid of you, okay? So I'll put you on hold. In those links, it's going to be conservatives like myself calling out the hypocrisy, Rob. It's not going to be the same type of venom from Stephen A. Smith or anybody else. You're just wrong. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson, filling in for the great one tonight. So nice to have you with us. And if you just join us this evening, we have got a lot to talk about, including uh, a we're now being told that the FBI is actually targeting parents. MSNBC actually defending the practice. Disgraced FBI agent on MSNBC earlier, Peter Strzok, defending the practice of targeting parents who actually show up to voice their opinions. Yes. To voice their opinions. That's all they did. Just voice their opinions about what's going on at schools. That is disgusting. Yes, you should be angry by that. The fact that we are now doing this to parents in America today and turning them into the same thing that we say about domestic terrorists, which is insane. It's what we're doing, though. Every single one of you should be furious over this. You should be incredibly angry over this. And for good reason, you should be angry. This is the division in this country. You stand up and you stand up for your kids. You're a terrorist, a domestic terrorist. The FBI will, in fact, watch you. We will monitor you. We will treat you like you are a terrorist. Jim Jordans blew the whistle on this earlier. He was talking about just how bad things are in this country when you have an FBI that's now targeting parents. 
This is the new normal now, right? Target parents. They're public enemy number one. They're the ones that you should be afraid of. They're the ones that are evil. They're the ones that we treat like Al-Qaeda. Yes, like Al-Qaeda. This whistleblower that has come forward has put forth emails refuting the Attorney General Garland on the FBI monitoring of school board threats. Now, what is their definition of a threat? If you raise your voice, apparently that means you're a domestic terrorist now. Yeah, means you're a domestic terrorist. If you just raise your voice and talk about why you're so angry about what the school boards are doing in America. That's all it takes now. Bam, you're on a list. My question is, how do you get off the list once you're on the list? Because once you get on the list, I'm pretty sure you can't get off of it, folks. Once they start telling you, that not only are they spying on you, but they start telling you <laughs> that you should be treated like a terrorist and we have a list and we know that the Attorney General was lying to Congress when they did it. Just, just Let's just go through that list. Listen to U.S. Congressman Jim Jordan. Madam Speaker, as we speak, the FBI is treating parents as terrorists. The Department of Justice is getting ready to pay people $450,000 who illegally entered our country. And Democrats in Congress later this week plan to spend $2 trillion more, which will, we all know will only exacerbate the already 30-year high inflation. And what are they doing today? Censoring a member for a cartoon. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. The, the, the attack, what, what scares me most about all this is the attack that we have seen on the First Amendment over the last year from the left, from the Democrat Party. They're attacking moms for standing up and speaking at a school board meeting. They're stopping Americans. There are still places in this country where a full congregation cannot meet on a Sunday morning. Stopping Americans from exercising their First Amendment freedom of religious rights. Stopping America for, forever. The Speaker of the House stopped Americans from petitioning their member of Congress to redress their grievances, wouldn't even let them in their own capital. And now here we go again, censoring speech. The most fundamental liberty we have is our right to speak, our right to talk, our right to communicate, and they're going after that today because they don't like freedom. You can see it. They don't like it. This is wrong. We know it's wrong. What they're doing to, to our colleague, Mr. Gosar, is wrong, and I hope, I hope they will have second thoughts and we will vote this down. He was referring to them censoring a conservative who put out a cartoon, which everybody then freaked out over, saying that it was a threat against people and we should immediately shut up about it and they should immediately be silenced. Now let's go back to the evidence real quick. The Judiciary Committee, we now know for a fact, has evidence that the FBI is using counterterrorism tools to track American parents who just showed up at school board meetings. I want you to listen to Representative Mike Johnson as he laid this out in Congress earlier today. The, um, Compelling testimony of the witnesses yesterday and uh, grateful to Ms. Carlson and everyone who's worked on this issue. But before we get to that, we have to address the most pressing, pressing and most immediate issue that is before this committee. We have a broad jurisdiction. Among our jurisdiction is the oversight of the Department of Justice. The, the highest ranking law enforcement official in America testified before us on October 21st. Yesterday, a whistleblower document reveals that the FBI's criminal and counterterrorism divisions added a threat tag to parents who protest 
or express their concerns about local education policies at local school boards. Why is this so noteworthy? Well, this now leaked October 20th internal memo gave that directive. Obviously, treating concerned parents as domestic terrorists is outrageous. We're deeply concerned about that. But this development is even more urgent because the Attorney General appeared before us, Merrick Garland, he specifically testified the day after this directive was issued, it was October 21st, he said repeatedly and under oath that the Department of Justice is not targeting parents. In fact, as, as Ranking Member Jordan said just a moment ago, here's, here's just one quote from his testimony. He said, Attorney General Garland said in his own words, I cannot imagine any circumstance in which the parents, these parents would be labeled as domestic terrorists. But this disclosure from the DOJ whistleblower calls into question the accuracy and the completeness of that specific testimony. Did the Attorney General mislead us? Or did he actually not know what the two largest divisions of the Department of Justice are doing about one of the highest profile issues in America today? There are only two possibilities here. He's either dishonest or he's incompetent. And either scenario is of great alarm to the American people. I, I, I have a letter that I sent to him November 2nd following that hearing because one of the issues that he was not forthcoming about was his family's financial interest in the very issue that he directed the Department of Justice to go after. And I said in this letter, by any objective measure, your answers to very simple and direct questions during our hearing were inadequate. And it is thus our obligation as, as the Judiciary Committee to again request information to determine whether you met your ethical obligations as our country's top law enforcement official when you issued that October 4th memorandum, where he sicked the Department of Justice, U.S. attorneys and FBI agents on parents for showing up and engaging in their First Amendment right to weigh in on their children's curriculum and what's happening. Let's be clear about something here. You now have the FBI's counterterrorism unit specifically, the same unit that went after Osama bin Laden, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind of 9-11, the, the, the bombing at Times Square, the Boston Marathon bombing, the same FBI counterterrorism unit that used to actually investigate terrorists is actually now investigating parents that show up to school board meetings who are angry that their kids are being indoctrinated or mandating vaccines or masks or critical race theory or covering up rapes of young girls at the hands of dudes dressed like chicks because of a new transgender bathroom rule that happened in Virginia. This shouldn't be controversial, but the FBI's counterterrorism unit should not be investigating, or excuse me, should be investigating terrorists, not parents. Not parents. You know what Jim Jordan had to say earlier today about this? He was spot on. He was on Fox News Channel. Yeah, they're trying and to he said this. Take a listen. Chill, chill First Amendment free speech. This is all about intimidating parents. But one thing I know, one thing you know, Laura, you're not going to intimidate moms and dads. No, no high paid lobbyist, no bureaucrat ever beats a mom on a mission. The moms are fired up. And here's the here's the great thing. Courage is contagious. We saw it in Virginia. One mom stands up, one dad stands up. Pretty soon it's a whole community. And they're saying, not with my kids. That is what is so wrong about this. And you're exactly right. The idea that this guy, Merrick Garland, was the smartest man on the planet, had to 
be on the Supreme Court is such a crock. And the, and the American people see, we saw him testify in front of our committee three weeks ago. He didn't even know there was a press release that accompanied his memo on October 4th. And that press release talked about getting the National Security Division, the Counterterrorism Division involved in this effort. That is frightening. He didn't even know it. Or if he did know it and misled us, that's even more wrong. So he better come back in front of our committee and be willing to answer some tough questions about this. And he should stop this process right now. I agree, by the way, with Jim Jordan there. I sat down with him this morning and, and had a long talk with him for, for the podcast I do. I hope you guys will take a look at it tomorrow because we talked about what has just happened and weaponizing the FBI to go after parents for just holding up a sign. You know what will get you on this list now? Apparently what will get you on this list is a simple sign that says no masks. If you're a parent and you hold up that list, you're on the list. You're on the FBI tracking you as a possible threat to the American people. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has set up a process that tracks parents and what they perceive as threats against school board members and teachers and those that are organizing on social media sites like Facebook, moving to implement a Justice Department directive from Garland that some law enforcement officials and Republican lawmakers say could improperly target parents protesting local education policies, you think? The heads of the FBI's Criminal and Counterterrorism Division instructed agents in an October 20 memo, the day before Garland testified to Congress, to flag all assessments and investigations into potential criminal threats, harassment, and intimidation of educators with a, quote, threat tag, which officials said would allow them to evaluate the scope of the problem. How big of a problem are parents holding up signs that say no masks? Apparently, you're no different than Al-Qaeda or ISIS. You're public enemy number one. You're the scariest people in the world because you did this. And we have it now from this whistleblower. This is fact. Somebody was brave and decided to leak it. We just had a whistleblower come forward. We got information from him, uh, from this individual yesterday. And um, as he points out in this, the FBI, the day before Merrick Garland testified, so on October 20th, he testified on the 21st. On October 24th, uh, 21st, there's a memo that goes out from the counterterrorism division at the FBI instructing them to put threat tags on parents. They were actually cataloging and categorizing parents who may pose a threat. So this is a federal categorizing of moms and dads showing up at school board meetings is frightening. And of course, Merrick Garland testified the day after that memo went out, no, nothing of the sort is going on. We got some real questions for the Attorney General in light of this whistleblower's information that he's uh, he's brought forward. It reminded me, frankly, Martha, remember back when Lois Lerner and the IRS targeted people with the BOLO yeah. list, be on the lookout list? Yep. That's what this reminded me of. He's exactly right. And that's exactly what they've done here. So now the FBI is tracking threats. And the definition of a threat is a parent that shows up who might be irritated or agitated. And the top FBI officials have asked agents to flag all investigations into what they deem harassment. What is harassment? They say making multiple phone calls. What is intimidation? Raising your voice to educators. Yelling at them at school board meetings when they don't listen to you. Looking agitated or irritated would give you a threat tag. If you are an educator and you have some worrisome 
thoughts about parents, then start making a political enemies list. Give it to the FBI. And the whistleblower now says that's what's happening. I just got a copy of this joint message. This is what the whistleblower has now given to Congress. I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Coming up in next, I just got this copy sent to me. This is a copy of the unclassified email that has now been released by the whistleblower to the top levels of the FBI. I'm going to read it for you next on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and I have a podcast I'd love for you to listen to. It's the Ben Ferguson Podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Congratulations, Washington, D.C. You did it. Their murder rate has hit a 16-year high. Guess what? It's all run by Democrats. Good job, America. You did it. America, uh, I mean, again, Washington, D.C. is supposed to be the greatest city in America. It's the home of our capital, the White House. You did it. Democrats are on the city, and the murder rate is just at a 16-year high. Congratulations. So proud of you. You're doing great work there in D.C. Something else I just need your help on real quick, and you guys, I, I'm, I'm giving you free political advice here, okay? Everybody, please stop talking, I beg of you, about replacing Kamala Harris, okay? Can we all stop? I know there's apparently talk on Capitol Hill about the mechanics of a confirmation hearing to fill the VP vacancy because Kamala Harris, in theories, no diving approval numbers, and there's all these reports of strained relationship between Biden and Harris. Number one, I know that's not true. You want to know why? Because Joe Biden couldn't remember long enough what happened yesterday if he actually doesn't like Kamala Harris. I'm not even sure he knows Kamala Harris is the vice president. Okay, but, but stop talking about this, please. Okay, please. Please, I beg of you, stop it. She is the greatest gift to the Republican Party right now. You want to keep her. If it, 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 We need her so badly to stay the vice president. I, if I could start a GoFundMe page to keep her in office, I would. Like, we want her to not get kicked out, okay? So next time a pollster calls you, don't say you hate Kamala Harris. Say you love her. Okay, let's, let's just fake them out. You get called, tell them you're a Democrat. Tell them you think Kamala Harris is, is better than Joe Biden. Because she is the gift that keeps on giving. Every time she cackles, another Republican gets elected. It's like in it's it's like in what's the the Christmas holiday movie where the bell rings and the angel gets her we the wings. Come on, Mister Producer, help me out here. I mean, no, what's his? You know the one. You're killing me, Mister Producer. Every time a every time a bell rings, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. It's every time she cackles, a Republican gets elected. I love Kamala. Everybody say it with me. We love Kamala. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. This is America's Constitutional Convention. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 
All right, so I've got a copy of what the whistleblower has given to Congress, and I'm going to read it to you so you just know how bad the deep state is against you parents who actually show up and talk to your elected officials, your school board members, about them not educating your kids but trying to indoctrinate your children. A joint message, it reads, from the Criminal Investigative Division of Counterterrorism Division. Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI. All on October 4, 2021, the Attorney General forwarded a memorandum addressing a spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence against school administrators. Now, we know the reason why this is written right now is because the teachers' union claimed this and now has retracted their memo demanding that the FBI and the federal government go after parents. So this should all have ended immediately. They knew they lied and overstepped. They knew they got busted, and so they retracted their memo demanding what you're now reading about. So why is the FBI still doing this? Because you can't have American parents believe they have power over their children. That's not possible. A memorandum addressing a spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff. The memo directed each... United States Attorney General, or United States Attorney, I should say, in coordination with the FBI. So now the United States Attorney, all these states, in coordination, in conjunction with the FBI, to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days of the issuance of this memo. We share an obligation to ensure all individuals are able to do their jobs without threats of violence or fear for their safety. This can only be accomplished with effective coordination internally between relevant divisions and through effective coordination engagement with our law enforcement partners and the United States Attorney's offices. As a result, the whistleblower has leaked this memo, this email. It says, as a result, the counterterrorism and criminal divisions create a threat tag. EDU, EDU officials to track instances of related threats. We ask that your offices apply the threat tag to investigations and assessments of threats specifically directed against school board administrators, board members, teachers, and staff. The purpose of the threat tag is to help scope this threat on a national level and provide an opportunity for comprehensive analysis of the threat picture for effective engagement with law enforcement partners at all levels. That would mean federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders. Wow. So if you're a school board member, an administrator, principal, teacher, staff member, and you decide that you feel threatened because a parent calls you out for you trying to indoctrinate their kid or trying to 
push transgenderism or critical race theory or mass mandates or teaching them things about sex ed that have nothing to do with actually sex ed but propaganda of the LGBTQ community. All they have to do is turn you into the FBI and now you are treated like Osama bin Laden by the counterterrorism and criminal divisions who have now tagged you, your name, your family, with the official counterterrorism and criminal division tag, EDU officials. They will then track you because you're now a domestic terrorist. Why? To provide an opportunity for comprehensive analysis of the threat picture for effective engagement with law enforcement partners at all levels. When evaluating potential threats, we ask that you attempt to identify the following. Is there a federal nexus? A. B. Are there potential federal violations that can be investigated and charged? Question mark. C. What's the motivation behind the criminal activity? There it is. You are a domestic terrorist if you show up and raise your voice. You make a sign. You try to get someone recalled. You try to tell people that a person shouldn't be elected again. I I, I mean, you run against a school board member. Are you now a domestic terrorist? What if you don't win? Hell, what if you win? Are you a domestic terrorist? Are they going to monitor you forever? Just asking for millions of Americans, parents out there. You know, don't run for Congress right now. There's plenty of other people that want to do that. You want to get involved? Take back our schools. Because that's where all this indoctrination is happening. You want to have an impact in this country? Take back every single school board position. I don't care if you have a kid in that school or not. In fact, I would use that as a qualification to run. Hey, my school sucks so much, I won't even send my kids there, but I'm willing to fix them. Run on that platform. Hey, I'm a retiree, and I'm tired of being around a bunch of dumb A's in America, so I decided to be on the school board to fix that problem. Do you have any children at the school? No, thank goodness I don't. That's why I'm running. So that in case I ever do have kids, I can actually send them to the school I'm paying to fund right now as a taxpayer. You're retiree and you want to have a difference and make a difference in society? For, forget giving to charity right now. Actually show up at your school board and run. This is where we can change a country. Democrats figured it out de- decades ago. They figured out that if you take over school boards, you can indoctrinate an entire generation and turn this country into a socialist or communist country in a matter of moments. You can do it in one election. You just indoctrinate people to hate America. Tell them they should be ashamed of this country. Tell them the worst country in the world. That's all you got to do, folks. That's it. It's that simple. Hate America. Despise America. America is the worst place in the world. Game over. That's all it is. That's all you got to do. one 381 3811. And anybody gets in your way, turn them into a domestic terrorist and put them on a watch list. Don't be intimidated by this, folks. 
I'd say it's a badge of honor to be on this list. It means you're an involved parent. If being an involved parent means I'm a domestic terrorist, then fine. Put me on the list happily. I'm good with that. Let's go. I'm tired of people being afraid. I'm ready to fight back with the facts. I'm ready to fight back and say to these people, no, I'm not going to be afraid of you. I'm not going to let you manipulate and dictate what I can and cannot say about my child's education. Me being angry because you're indoctrinating my kid does not mean I'm a domestic terrorist. And everybody that turns in parents for being these, quote, domestic terrorists, let's be clear. That's who you need to vote out. These are the people that you need to get rid of. one 381 3811 381 3811 Let me go to Scott on line six. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Hello. Hey, great show. Um, I want to talk about the Rittenhouse trial and, and the prosecution um, in particular. However, you hit the nail on the head with the schools, but the, the one thing I want to tell you is without question, the the worst place for this indoctrination and it's it's basically universal is colleges and the high schools you see they're trying to sneak through this stuff but it doesn't work as well because the kids are home and the place we need to it's out of control my kids went to college to learn this stuff and i can tell you right now the col and, and mark's talked about this everybody has but the the, the place kids leave the house they go to college and they have big hearts and they get wrapped up in this stuff. And I don't think anybody really truly under, I've seen it just in the past four years with three of my kids. And I, yeah, it's a, it's a problem. So I'm glad you're you know, talking about it, it. It, it. You know, something you just mentioned, I'm going to, I'm going to let you hear this. Remember Peter Strzok, the scumbag that attacked Donald Trump and lied about Donald Trump and changed memos and emails and all that crap. He got a job at MSNBC as a, I guess is, is, is a, commentator or he's on there a lot and he was on there tonight talking about these parents uh and these school boards and he and he's and he's backing up the fbi that you should treat these parents like terrorists listen to this conversation on msnbc this is how much they hate you and how afraid they are that conservative parents are going to actually stand up and take back these schools that have been taken away from us and now they're using his, his indoctrination factories to hate America and they're teaching your kids to do it. Listen to this. Pete Strzok, it's a pleasure to get to ask you about stories about Russia or Iran or international terror threats. It is bizarre to have you here to ask you about the FBI having to protect school boards in America. How does this land inside the FBI? Well, I think, Nicole, the first thing is people need to step back and say, who in their right mind would oppose law enforcement looking into threats of violence against teachers? Just that proposition that anybody would be opposed to that, that anybody would have a concern whatsoever about that is mind boggling. I think what is important when you look at the uh, the letter from the Attorney General Garland, it makes clear that this is part of an outreach to state and local law enforcement officials and that this is not something that the FBI or DOJ are going to swoop in and do. This is merely an effort to to 
reach out to local law enforcement to see what's going on at the ground, and particularly as it relates to the FBI, to see if there are things that relate to a broader threat, to see if there are individuals that are acting in a coordinated way, whether that's outside or across state lines, whether this is something beyond what a city or a state law enforcement agency might do. But what it isn't is anything of the sort that you saw some of those crazy comments coming out of Congress, which, again, are, are, are absolutely political statements. I, I love this. They're absolutely political statements. You guys took a memo. And remember, the it's a whole farce that the FBI is trying to protect teachers and school officials because they're not a bunch of threats against them. The only reason why this even became an issue is because this, the most powerful teacher union, which has retracted their memo, said, we want you to start attacking parents and spying on parents and shutting down parents. That's what they wanted to do. Okay, that, that's what they wanted to happen here. Understand that. That's what this was about. They even said they got it wrong after they were publicly shamed. They got it wrong and everybody knows they got it wrong. Everybody knows they're a bunch of scumbags. And after they were, after they were proven that this was nothing more than a political uh, a request... Right. A political request to silence parents that they didn't want to hear from. They retracted it and the FBI still going with it. They're still moving forward with it. Why are they still going forward with it? And why is Peter Strzok saying what he's saying right now? It's because he believes that you are public enemy number one. That's why he's saying it. That's why they're putting this propaganda on MSNBC. He's saying no one should be against this. The people that wrote the memo requesting that you guys look into it and treat parents like domestic terrorists have retracted it. So why are you still moving forward? Because you hate parents that have an opinion that's different than yours, and therefore you want to put them in jail and silence them. That is what tyrants do. Couldn't be further from the truth. And I think what you see in the AG's letter is something that is very consistent with the FBI's mission to understand whether there is a broader sort of criminal activity going on. This is not targeting First Amendment protected speech. This is not targeting parents who are going to school board meetings and protesting. Yes, it is. That's exactly what the letter said. The memo that was sent that then made all this kick up out of nowhere said exactly what you just said it didn't say. And that's why the memo was retracted, because people were so embarrassed by the damn memo that they realized how stupid it looked, and they decided, okay, we need to back off of this. It's a bad move. We overstepped our bad, and now we've got egg on our face, and we need this to just kind of quietly, silent, man, just kind of go away. Don't tell me that this isn't politically motivated. When the memo was clearly politically motivated about attacking concerned conservative parents that were showing up at school board meetings. And you want to talk about honesty and integrity. Peter Strzok, aren't you the guy that changed things and lied? And now you're an expert on TV? Come on. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll get your phone calls. one 381 3811 1-877-381-3811. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Getter, and my podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
love it when I get a breaking news alert to my phone, and this is what it says. With gas prices soaring, President Biden calls for probe into possible legal conduct. How much is this going to cost us before this idiot finds out that he's the he's the guy who actually made the cost of gasoline go up when he immediately came in and changed everything with a Keystone pipeline? Like, seriously? Come on, man. Does he not remember? Is this how incapacitated mentally he actually is? ABC News. President Biden calls on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate if illegal conduct is to blame for surging gas prices hurting American pocketbooks. You're the one that did it. I mean, if you want to really investigate this, okay, Federal Trade Commission, investigate Joe Biden. Investigate Hunter Biden. Investigate his ties to Ukraine. Investigate who all's making this money because they came into office and what did they do? They literally shut down the Keystone Pipeline. You want to know why gas prices are skyrocketing? The Federal Trade Commission should immediately write back, Dear Mr. President, you did it. We investigated it. It's your policies that created this. It's your policies that allowed for this to happen. It's your policies that made the price of gasoline skyrocket. You're welcome. Sincerely, Federal Trade Commission. Can't fix stupid, folks, but you sure can fight against it. It's been an honor filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I'd love to keep up with you. I do a podcast called the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Do it every day. I hope you guys will download it. It's free and listen to it. As always, it's a blessing and an honor filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I'll see you back here again. Keep up with me on social media. Have a fabulous night. God bless America.